Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. The one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. Thank you, Paul, for the introduction. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Demand Gen Radio. If this is your first time tuning in, every month, twice a month, we bring you top industry experts and thought leaders and authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world with the goal of teaching you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. And I am very lucky to have uh, my brother from another mother. Uh, I don't know if you know Doug Seacrest, but Doug and I have known each other for about 10 years, and I feel we are kindred spirits who have a similar passion for, for modern marketing. So, Doug, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. Super, super excited to be here with you. Well, Doug's a pretty humble guy, so let me just do a quick little intro about you, Doug, so that people know they haven't met you. You know, Doug has been doing this for a long time. When I say doing this is demand generation and applying modern marketing technology. In fact, uh, he and I met when we went to, I think it was like Mimi's Cafe, maybe about a decade ago, and we were both using marketing automation at our respective companies. And I said, you know, I really think that people could use help using these tools and technologies. And you, uh, as you know, inspired me to start Demand Gen and build the first marketing technology consulting firm to go help folks. And you were one of our, our first clients. So Doug, uh, Doug and I met. He went off to lead Demand Generation at Taleo. Uh, when Taleo was acquired by Oracle, went to Eloqua and led demand generation for Eloqua, took them through their IPO, and he was uh, there again until acquired by Oracle. Then went to Five9, built them up. And if you're not familiar with Five9, they're a call center uh, software firm and services firm. have done extremely well since their IPO. And now you are at Infusionsoft. And let's talk about that because it's uh, – 10 years now that we've been working together and you've been at Infusionsoft for the past year. So why don't we start off, Doug, with what have you done? You know, when you get there, I know your game plan, but share with folks uh, what you've rolled out in the past year. You bet. So, I, you know, Infusionsoft is, is I like to say it's the fourth time I've done this. And, and I think, you know, every new company I've gone to, you, you, you've learned a ton. You bring a lot of, of new ideas, but I've, I've consistently sort of looked at approaching demand generation the same way everywhere I go. Um, obviously the, you know, target audience and some of the dynamics around, you know, companies are, are different, but there's, there's some core, core philosophies that, that I bring to, to, um, every company I've gone to. And I think, you know, when you look at those, the, the first one is, is your organization and the people and really aligning you know your team and the the right functions to to the goals and and practices that have to be uh, accomplished to to be successful. So that's kind of the number one thing I look at. Um, number two is is really a long term plan and a blueprint of how you're going to get from point A to point B. And I think this is a a really important one because you know a lot of times you you jump into a new job, you've got big goals and big challenges, uh, and it's hard to look. A month out, a quarter out, you know, let me more more impactfully a year or two out. So, really having a blueprint and being able to look far into the future is is critical to being able to do this successfully. And the last thing is is really a a uh, building a culture of of measurement and 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 data improvement. And and this is one of the hardest things to do, but it's so critical to you know to to marketing today. If you if you're not looking at you know the right KPIs and the right measures. 
you know, you're going to, you're going to fall flat in, in execution. So that's how I like to look at approaching a, any new, any new gig that I'm going into. You have a method and it, and it works. Um, for those that don't know, Doug has won the Serious Decisions ROI award, very prestigious, coveted award for your effectiveness in aligning sales and marketing and do what you said is get a team of really great marketing folks together. And we can even talk about the org chart, what that typically looks like. Um, your blueprint. I mean, you literally carry that digital blueprint, uh, where you've gone and you and I have refined that over the years. And it really inspired, uh, our company to roll out our demand gen, our demand factory blueprint as a, as a model for putting everything in place. And you've, uh, you've won awards for lead scoring and lots of other stuff. So having the right team, having a blueprint. And I love what you shared, right? A culture of measurement because why do all this work and all this effort if we don't know the impact it's having? And anyone who's seen me, you know, speak and conferences and stuff knows that I talk about, right? And we both share this view that if you can justify the impact that you're having, on marketing, you actually don't lose your budget during the year. You get more dollars and you get more investment if it works. Talked about the team. And a question I get a lot from folks is where should telemarketing be? Should that be part of the marketing team or should that be reporting up into sales? And love to get your current thinking on that and share with the folks. You bet. And this, this is, you know, a common, common question and, and it's something that, you know, Every company I've been at, it has been a, a question and something that we've debated and, and, and really tried to figure out where does, where does your sales development or telemarketing team at Infusionsoft? When I joined, the team reported into marketing and candidly, Infusionsoft wasn't really in a position from a demand gen standpoint to really have a ton of impact on what that team did. Mm-hmm. So about a quarter in, I actually went to our head of sales and said, look, I, I think this team belongs in sales. Fast forward a, a year, you know, after I had spent, you know, a good year really build, replacing our demand funnel, putting a, a culture of performance and measurement in place, you know, and getting the top of our funnel in a place where we were really, you know, driving growth and, and, driving prospect volumes to a place where, you know, it was healthy. We're now in a place where we're actually moving the team back into marketing to create that alignment and also to create a little more, you know, culture of process, which is critical, right? The the sales dev team or the telemarketing team, whatever you call it, is that glue between your demand gen engine and your sales engine. And if they're not, you know, optimally performing, we, we have challenges on both sides. So, the way I the way I like to look at you know making a decision on where that team fits is you know if if the marketing side is in a position where it's performing at a high level um, I think you know that's where you bring the team into marketing and, and better align it with your lead scoring engine um, you know and getting getting them closer to the actual lead conversations the handoff from prospect into into sales. Um, because marketing is process oriented and marketing can really help align the, the sales dev team to, you know, what's happening, um, in the demand gen engine. Ultimately, I believe the, you know, sales dev people or telemarketing people are sales people. They want to report into sales. They want a career path, you know, into the sales organization. They want to be led like sales people. They've got, you know, variable compensation and quotas. Um, and I think that's, that's naturally where they belong. 
So you know, my belief is it doesn't necessarily fit in, in either org. It fits in both. It really depends on where you're at in your maturity. Um, and I, I don't think it's, it's wrong to adjust where that team is over, you know, quarter over quarter or year over year. Um, it really depends on where you're at as a, as a company. As the be- probably the best advice I've heard is the, you know, it depends because it really depends on what you said. You know, how mature is your marketing organization and how prepared are they to take on that responsibility? Um, have they got their other key initiatives in place where they can focus, uh, and, and have this team perform well? But at the same time, the DNA of these folks and kind of how they're wired is a career path into sales. And so it depends really what the needs of the organization are and, uh, how prepared either team is. You, your blueprint, when you typically go in, you start off with lead management, right? You want to put a demand funnel framework in place. You want to create a taxonomy. You often then go into scoring and making sure there's a scoring model to prioritize leads, and you'll put in the nurturing programs to automate a lot of the engagement uh, with prospects. And you can do all of that in your marketing automation system, all of those different capabilities. There's been a lot of talk lot of talk over the last couple of years about the MarTech landscape and the thousands of tools. Does your blueprint incorporate certain marketing technology tools that are kind of become table stakes to you? I want to get your perspective on, on that because a lot of people ask us, you know, what should I be looking at with all these different tools out there? Are there any essential ingredients? Yeah, absolutely, Dave. I think, you know, when I look at, at crafting that blueprint, you know, the, the first thing, the first objective for creating that is really you know, getting a, a an understanding of how things work, how things currently work. You know, from the time you generate a, a lead record into your systems to the time you close a deal and 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 are trying to retain that customer. So, all that technology, all that process, all the different touch points across various organizations within a company. What what I've learned is typically no one really knows how it works. No one knows all the all the nitty gritty detail and. And the blueprint isn't necessarily meant to capture every nuance and every piece, but it's intended to get people aligned around, here's how it works, and, and maybe here's where we have some leaks or gaps or, you know, process inefficiencies that we can, that we need to improve on. And ultimately, you know, where do we need to go apply some energy around improving a process or adding a, a piece of technology to better enable that process? Um, and, and what I've seen is, you know, once you have that aligned insight with that blueprint, it allows you to then be able to apply technology or, or more, more importantly, remove a piece of technology. You know, what I've seen, you know, again, this, this landscape of MarTech over the last few years has, has just grown, you know, so massively. There's so many little, you know, niche pieces of technology and, and things that, you know, marketing departments end up buying and then they really don't know what to do with them. So what the blueprint has really helped helped me do in the last year at Infusionsoft is is kind of find where, hey, we've got some we've got some technology that while sounded good at the time, we're not using it effectively. Or it's, you know, and, and here we are paying, you know, a recurring monthly fee of two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars, and it's really just driving driving up our customer acquisition costs. So you know, what the blueprint did for me is, is find some of those pieces of technology that we've now removed from our stack. Um, and, and that's, that's enabling some, you know, the ability for us to go find the right, 
the right tools to, to better enable what we're what we're building. Excellent. Well, let's dig in a little bit deeper on that. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break, Doug, uh, so that our guests can hear from our sponsors, the people who make this show possible. When we come back, I want to talk about a few more things. I want to I want to actually try to create a little visual for the audience on what that blueprint looks like, because it literally looks like an architect's blueprint that you could roll out on a table. Let's talk through that. Let's also come back and talk a little bit more about MarTech. But also, let's get into what's working in demand gen these days and what's what's not. So we'll be right back after this message. Have you ever felt that you're not getting the most out of your marketing automation system? Well, you're not alone. But there is an answer, an award-winning agency called Demand Gen that can not only get your team out of batch and blast mode, but turn your team into high-performance marketers that drive more revenue and have the kind of results you're looking for. They also have a marketing dashboard to show it. Experts in Marketo, Eloqua, Salesforce, and dozens of other top marketing technology, the folks at DemandGen have helped hundreds of the top marketing teams around the country, and they can do the same for you. So stop feeling stressed. Check out their services at DemandGen.com, just like it sounds, DemandGen.com. And while you're there, be sure and visit their resource section which is chock full of videos free templates and downloadable guides all of which will help you be a better marketer if you need a team that'll get you to the next level there's one waiting they're just a click away demandgen.com all right we are back with doug seacrest and he and i've been talking about telemarketing and uh, his blueprint and doug that's where we kind of um left off so let's come back to that so i was saying this thing does look like an architect's blueprint when you roll it out so kind of kind of narrate take us through it it looks like almost circuitry if you will and um obviously in the top left corner is the demand funnel but kind of kind of take us on a little willy wonka tour of your your demand factory through this blueprint and the key parts you bet dave so so you know when i first when i first created this blueprint i I think the first time i did it was at taleo we actually created you know if you guys remember you know schoolhouse rocks how a bill becomes the law uh, we, we turned it into how does a lead become a deal? And it really started, you know, started with the very front end of the, the process and looking at, at a funnel where, you know, you're generating leads via a number of different sources, whether that's paid search, paid social, email. And then it looked at all those different categories and, and really started to define how do data records actually get into the system? What do the forms look like? What are the systems and process that we utilize to get data into the system and then how do we normalize that data, append that data, and eventually it gets into lead scoring and and really creates sort of a path of of if-then. If a data record looks like this, do X with it. If it looks like Y, put it over here. Um, And that was a great way for me to construct sort of lead scoring lead management really look at you know based on what lead scoring tells us what do we actually do with specific leads do we do we need to nurture them do we send them through a sales dev process and oh by the way what is that you know eight step cadence going to look like so it really just you know allowed me to create alignment across all functions and get clarity so when people looked at this thing they understood where they fit and and you know, and then from a, a top-down level, allowed us to look at well, if we just add, you know, let's use for example, like a reach force to improve improve data quality, so on and so forth, allow us to make a little bit of efficiency improvement in that process. Allows us to sort of plug and play 
in, in Dave, your demand factory. So this really becomes the blueprint of the demand factory that, you know, continuously evolves over time as, as you learn more and you see what's working within your, within your systems. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm inspired, um, because you and I have seen that so many times. You actually keep it in Excel, which I think is amazing. You, you do stuff with Excel. No one does, but I'm going to commit to making a really good infographic this year. Um, based on the work that we've done and this, this kind of blueprint meets the demand factory and publish it out there for folks. Cause I think it serves as such a good model to hang on your wall and show, um, you know, everyone on the marketing team and in sales, like we're building this. This is what we're erecting. And rather than have it be this very high level metaphor, let's get down to the basics. So you've inspired me. I'm going to get that built. That's going to be one of my goals for, uh, 2017. I love that, Dave. And just, just to add to that, I think. That's useful. At, at five nine, when I created this thing, the the first iteration of it was this great Excel chart, and I took it to my CMO. And the first thing he did is he went to Kinko's, printed big poster sized things of it, and gave them to all the executives so that they understood what we were building, right? And and the level of knowledge and effort that went into building that really gave them confidence that man, these guys know what they're doing. So I think I think I love the the idea of an infographic. I'm inspired and I'm committed. It, it is because it's it's hard in marketing, especially when you're putting everything in MarTech, to explain to other departments what we're working on, right? What's what's happening in marketing when you can point to something and show them something like we're creating this, and it's not an overnight project, and in, in fact, it's a project that's never done. So anyway, we're gonna make that make that happen. Some folks probably don't know what Infusionsoft is, and um, let's spend a minute or two on that. But I want to just I want to set up what Infusionsoft is because I want to talk about what's working in demand generation these days and what's not. You know, our business, uh, demand gen, as you know, has been around for a decade. We've been serving the mid and enterprise market people that are buying Eloqua, Marketo, Salesforce, the Salesforce Marketing Cloud. So we're helping large companies with their digital marketing systems and deploying them and integrating them. But Infusionsoft, uh, I'll let you talk about Infusionsoft, right? Different market, a platform, but different market. So take take us through that, and then let's lead into from there what your audience, which is the SMB folks, um, is doing with Demand Gen and, and what's working. You bet. So Infusionsoft is the all-in-one sales and marketing platform for small businesses. Um, the, the way I like to look at it, it's it's the Eloqua and Salesforce for a small business, right? And it's you know, there, there's 30 million small businesses out there, um, so it's a massive addressable market, but Infusionsoft isn't for every small business. I, I like to compare it to Eloqua, you know, in the old days. Eloqua wasn't for every marketer because, you know what, it's, it's hard. It's for the sophisticated marketer, and it's for the marketer that really wants to push the envelope in terms of you know growing your company and and pushing the pushing the limits there, Infusionsoft is is just the same for the small business. It's not for any small business. It's for those small businesses that are dedicated dedicated to growth and dedicated to you know really pushing the envelope in terms of, of how they want to grow their business. So you know we look at our addressable market more, more around you know six or seven million small businesses. Those that are growing and those that really fit into that model of, of growth for, for what we have to offer. Yeah, there's lots of tools out there you can get to do batch and blast emails. You can get some tools to do landing pages and emails and some social stuff. But if you really you know, want to do modern marketing and have some of the things that you've done within your marketing automation system, but do that at an SMB level, um, Infusionsoft is much better suited 
no doubt for that. So, so what works today, right? We still, we talk about batch and blast marketing. The truth is of the probably close to seven to 10,000 people that have bought the higher end marketing automation systems, many of them still get stuck in batch and blast mode, either because they don't know what else to be doing or they just don't have uh, the time or resources to, to push these tools to the limit. So you've been running DemandGen now for over a year at Infusionsoft and other places. What kind of programs are you doing today that are working? And when I say working, right, you always have the machine running, so you're always generating a steady stream of leads and such. So talk, talk a little bit about the programs and what you're doing, what works. You bet, Dave. So, so um, Infusionsoft is different from, from any other place I've worked because we serve a small business community, right? So uh, the days at Eloqua, you know, where, you know, you create a lead, you know, goes through an opportunity and sales cycle, you come out of the other side of that with a $200,000 deal, $300,000 deal. That is, it's vastly different, right? We serve small businesses. Our, our average MRR is $271. So that means we've got to, we've got to create a massive volume engine. So, thousands of leads per day, hundreds of opportunities per day, and many, many deals that have to be closed every day. So we're, we're in an environment where, you know, if you miss a day, you miss a week, you miss a month, you miss a quarter. It's that intense, and we can't have a bad day. So when I look at our demand gen portfolio, we're doing a lot of everything. Um, we're looking at things that are going to drive leads today, this week, Next month, we've kind of got to be way ahead of the, you know, of the campaign, so to speak. What works for us, you know, we're, we're really a content led demand factory. We've got a relatively, you know, big content marketing team that is pushing out a ton of content every day, every week. And that's sort of the front end of our, of our process. And it's all based on, you know, aligning to our customer pains, really, you know, getting to the core of what problems do we solve. Um, and then creating content that drives what we call a subscriber. So not a lead, but just someone that's willing to learn from us, you know, take a piece of content to, to help improve their business, so on and so forth. We get a lot of subscribers through, you know, organic search, paid search. Social media is huge in the small business community. Um, we do a lot of outbound programs, a lot of events. So we're really looking at, you know, creating volume through those channels. Um, but probably more importantly is our conversion engine, right? So it's, it's easy to create volume with money and, and diversity and programs, but the conversion engine is key, right? So we've got, you know, several nurtures that are based on personas, you know, verticals, um, stages in our sales cycle. Uh, we've got a number of assets that we're driving to driving people to every day like we've got a daily demo that we get about a hundred people to come to every day so really looking at that conversion engine and trying a lot of different things that are going to take those subscribers and pull them into our funnel and pull them through to you know become ready for a you know a conversation um, and then we carry that into you know the sales cycle we've got a lot of you know sales automation that's you know helping our sellers you know, in their communications and in their, and moving people down, you know, their funnel. Um, so we, we really look at a lot of different stuff, Dave. And I think, you know, the, the mentality we have is, you know, we will try anything. It's all about testing. Um, but it's also about failing fast, right? We don't have time to, and money to invest in things that don't work. So that's kind of where we're, that's where we're at. I'm, I'm glad you shared your, your secret recipe because I, I think a lot of people, I think, 
most people approach demand generation as we're generating leads and you've taken a much more almost like a, a vlogger or, or, you know, YouTuber or someone would take, which is I want to get a subscriber. What's it going to take me to get a subscriber? You know, I'll use demand gen radio, for example, right? I think of a content calendar. I've had ABM, uh, you know, on, on the program. I've had marketing leaders like yourself share their insights. And so I think about what's going to help the audience and what's going to get them to want to come back. Every couple of weeks, in your case, you want them to come back on a regular basis. So you're taking this, I've got to deliver enough content and the right kind of content to earn a subscriber and keep that subscriber. And hey, some portion of my subscriber base are going to become active prospects and, and customers. And it's a very different mental approach than just creating content and, and, you know, pushing that content out to generate leads. You're really thinking about the audience in mind and how to serve them with information that's going to be really useful for them, whether or not they become a customer. But, you know, the more that you can engage and deliver value, the more likely they'll become a customer, especially if your tools line up. So great secret recipe, Doug. You're one of the masters um, out there doing it. What, what what didn't we talk about today before we wrap up, Doug? What's, uh, what's top of mind for you going into next year? Well, I think, you know, going into next year for me, it's all about scale, right? So I've had about a year at Infusionsoft to – build the organization and get people aligned to, you know, the performance KPIs that we need to drive on. We spent a lot of time building up our marketing stack and getting our, our process aligned. So we're we're in a position going into next year where we've got to figure out where the next the next hundred million dollars in revenue is going to come from. So it's all about, you know, channel innovations and channel optimization, right? We, we you know we will continue to scale and improve some of the core channels that have got us to where we're at today. But we got to go find, you know, the, where the next thirty thousand small businesses are, or the next yep. hundred thousand small businesses are. So that's that's really what we're focused on. Well, I am so glad you found a place uh, right now in your career where you can contribute so much. These guys are on a tear. Uh, look to see where they go. Thank you so much, Doug, for for joining. Can't wait to see you in a few weeks at the Series Tech Show in Austin, uh, where you live now. And so we'll get together there. Um, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this uh, episode of Demand Gen Radio. Um, I do want to ask you, if you like the show and enjoy the show, uh, please spread the word around the office on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are networking with other passionate marketers. And I'm not sure how you tuned in today, but um, just as a reminder, you can listen and subscribe on iTunes iTunes by searching for Demand Gen Radio or on Google Play. This is going to conclude this episode of Demand Gen Radio. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Doug. And this is your host, David Lewis, reminding you always to make marketing matter most in your organization. Have a good day. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 